Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. No fear. No political correctness. Exposing the tyranny of the minority. You're listening to Underground USA with your host, Frank Silvato. Thanks for tuning in once again to Underground USA. I am Frank Salvato, your host, and as always, everything that we do you can find over at undergroundusa.com. We've got uh, two uh, new features over there started uh, before the last podcast. Thought I'd say something about them again called In the News, which are relevant headlines for the day without the fluff and the opinion. And I'm posting occasional videos over there. There's also going to be something new that happens with Frank's take. Um, something a little bit shorter and less intense, uh, but just as relevant. The election. It should never have been this close. It was this close because we have this insane idea that we have to have half a year of early voting. It's ridiculous. If you can't get your ass off the couch within a week's period to cast a ballot, you don't deserve to live in freedom. That we have a corrupt Joe Biden and a Marxist in in Harris standing at the doorstep of, of the White House as, as we count votes, getting down to 10,000, 5,000, 3,000 votes in these critical swing states, that we are this close is stunning. Now, granted, there's a lot of chicanery going on here with the ballots. Once again, this is because we allowed for the election season to go too long. When you give people who want to steal elections time with the ballots, 30 days with the ballots, 45 days with the ballots, 60 days with the ballots, when you give people that want to manipulate the system for their own opportunism, their own political opportunism, that much time, they have time to plan on how they want to manipulate the ballots, how they want to have them distributed after the fact, and how they can apply them to where they need to to get their desired results. Now, I I grew up outside of Chicago in the 60s. So the idea of vote early, vote often, and dead people voting is not foreign to me. People in the United States, however, are getting introduced to that this election cycle and very, very, very overtly. You've got people who are dead voting in elections. You've got people multiple voting in in their districts. You've got people who haven't lived in their districts for years getting ballots sent to the places they used to live, and the people there are filling out the ballots and returning them. I, I don't know how many locations have more ballots cast than registered voters. It's partly because the supervisors of elections haven't purged the rolls, and in predominantly Democrat places, they don't want to purge the rolls specifically for this reason. But I warned in 2008 not to let the genie of Chicago politics out of the bottle in electing Barack Obama. It's out there now, and there's nothing you can do about it. Progressivism is here. They believe it's their time. They're running for the goal line to try to fundamentally transform the United States of America from a constitutional republic to a democratic socialist democracy, which is nothing but mob rule and rule by the elite. No protection for the rights of the minorities at all. And we are, we are seeing it happening in real time. 
there was a graphic that was put out there through Great Gateway Pundit, and the National File had it too. I've got it one of my pieces over there. That shows this dramatic almost 200,000 vote bump that happened in the middle of the night when counting was supposed to have been stopped in Michigan and Wisconsin. People went to bed on election night, and Trump was up in Michigan, Wisconsin. They woke up. He was losing because of this influx. There are videos of people delivering ballot boxes in Michigan in the middle of the night, unloading them from cars with out-of-state license plates. And then you have the delay in voting. You have Not only did you have the early voting where they could set up their ballots, you've got this, and we're going to have, we'll keep counting ballots for three days, for seven days, for nine days, for two weeks, for a month. We'll keep counting ballots until we can find enough ballots to make sure that our guy wins. That's what they should say if they were honest. A pipe bursts in a room that holds ballots in Atlanta. They say no ballots were affected by this pipe bursting, but counting had to stop. And it may, we may not get around to telling you what this was until Friday. If no ballots were damaged, why can't they count them now? We've gotten so far away from Election Day in the United States that we allow for this kind of voter manipulation, voter suppression, the padding of votes, the stealing of elections to happen. We're inviting it. The pathway for Donald Trump is very, very tight now. And when you have nefarious forces in key swing states delaying the vote just to see how many votes they need to pad the end so that their their person will win, I, I'm sure Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are sleeping a little easier at night these days than are Melania and Donald Trump. We need election reform. When you're talking about a federal election, even though they're administered by the states, there's got to be some uniform standards about how long the vote can be for early voting. It's ridiculous that it goes beyond five days. People in in Afghanistan and Iraq line up around the corner to vote in less time than we did this time because our nation turned into a bunch of misinformed, disinformed, uninformed COVID pussies. And the, po- and the political class figured out how to manipulate your fear because of this into elongating the schedule for voting and making sure that we can go after Election Day so they can figure out how to move ballots around. If you can't see that, then you're a blithering idiot. This extension of the voting beforehand and afterwards is tailor-made for stealing an election, and we are watching it happen right in front of our eyes. And if you don't think so, take a look at a video that's out there, and it's everywhere. If you need to see it, go to the National File, look under my name, and you'll see see it's embedded in one of the pieces, where Detroit isn't even letting Republican poll watchers in to make sure that the count is on the up and up. There are 25 to 30 Democrats in their counting ballots. They put up cardboard pizza boxes on the windows so no one can see through them while they count the ballots. They won't let Republicans in. The video is of a man pleading with the election person to let the 30 people that have been sequestered on a roof of a counting building in so they can actually participate in the electoral process. But they're not allowing that in Wayne County in Michigan, which happens to be very Democrat and blue. So if you don't think this is being stolen right in front of your face, you're not paying attention. It's happening in real time. And if you live in a swing state where they're still counting boats, and you're not on the phone and emailing and taking a considerable amount of your day to get a hold of the people who are in control of that process and motherfucker them about what they're doing, then you are part of the problem. You are contributing to the death of the Republic. Does that sound harsh? It may be, but sometimes the truth is harsh. If you're not willing to defend the freedom that you've been bequeathed by people who've who've died to give it to you, then you're an asshole. 
And quite honestly, at this point, when you look at all the evidence against Joe Biden about how corrupt his family is and how he manipulated his position in public office to enrich himself, if you look into the evidence about what Kamala Harris wants to do, the most Marxist person in the Senate who came out the day before Election Day and and pretty much told you in a video that Marxism is the way that, we, that she wants to go. If you haven't taken the time to understand this, you're an asshole. And quite frankly, you don't deserve the freedom that America offers. Boy, Frank, that's harsh. Well, yeah, it is. You know why? Because I believe fighting for freedom, even if it's getting off your ass and going and voting, is an important thing to do. It shouldn't be catered to your convenience because you need to go see Little Portnoy play soccer. Little Portnoy can wait. I'm deeply, deeply disappointed in half of the nation. But I feel very, very good about the other half of the nation because they have been vocal this time. This is the way it's got to go, this this step going forward. Because right now, while everybody else, I've, I've been listening to Glenn Beck and a couple other people saying, well, I can still see the pathway. He still looks like he's going to win. I wish I could be that confident. But right now, it's a coin flipping in the air, and I don't know whether it's going to land heads or tails. One thing is for sure. The fight against these people who stole this election or who are trying to steal this election must go on and it must be brutal. We have to stop pretending that we have to play by a set of rules that has a a, a, a very peaceful minor, you know, moral center and this, that, and the other. Fuck that. We need to take a page of the progressives' book. We need to play their propaganda game. We need to dupe them into doing stupid stuff, and we have to marginalize them at every turn. Why we didn't put a wedge between the Democrats and the progressives when we had the opportunity when George W. Bush was in office is beyond me. It's because we have piss-poor, sucky leadership in the Republican National Party. They should all be sacked. We should just get rid of the National Party and go back to state parties. At least those people try to jockey for position. And and who's the head of the RNC? Well, she happens to be related to Mitt Romney, another asshole who defects whenever he wants to under the guise of it's moral. He's a payback guy. He's pissed because he lost, so he tried to screw Trump at every turn. He doesn't deserve to be in office. And his father's probably twirling like an alligator in a death roll right now. So when this whole thing is over, patriots have to band together Stop trying to do everything individually because that's where the right goes goes crazy. The left knows how to band together. They, they know how to, how to come together as a group and use those numbers forcefully. We on the right, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're people who like to get things done. So we can be a little headstrong and individualistic, which in and of itself is a great thing, but not when you're fighting progressives. Not when you're fighting socialists or Marxists. If we would have thought this way going into World War II, we'd be speaking German on the East Coast and Japanese on the West. We need to get some fundamental things done. And hopefully with a President Trump, although again, I'm saying it's 50-50. We've got to get term limits passed. That is a must. That will help with what we're dealing with, but it won't solve everything. And we need to get sovereignty back to the states. I've talked about this over the years to many people who just don't seem to get it. And they're actually pretty bright people. We need for strong leaders at the state level, governors, the the leaders in the legislature, the, the legislatures of the states, we need them to grow a set and pass laws that make it state felonies to remit your federal tax dollars directly to the federal government. You still file your 1040. You're, you're going to stay within the law. But the law of your state mandates that that payment has to go through the state capital to get to Washington, D.C., where they send forth only what the Constitution says is necessary, keeping the rest. Oh, we can't do that. That would be, that, that's horrible, though the federal government would be defunded. Yes, that's the point. Defund the federal government. Take their teeth away. What are they going to do? How do they punish a state? 
They withhold federal tax dollars. If the state doesn't need it because they already have it because it went through the state, now they can tell the federal government to go fuck themselves. They can invoke nullification, and we can keep government a little bit closer to home when it comes to exacting pain for bad behavior. It neuters this this giant country, which was not the framers' intent. The progressives stole it with the 17th Amendment, the direct election of senators. The states lost their ability to defend themselves when that happened. That is, we haven't been operating under the model that the framers wanted us to have since then. And the progressives did that. We need to reinstate the power of the state and neuter the, the, the interfering influence that the federal government has on your private life. If people in California want to give all their money to the to to the homeless through legislation because they want to they want to be oh so oh so feeling and enlightened, then let California deal with it. People in flyover country in Florida who don't believe in what they like because they're pretty much socialist right now, shouldn't have to bear their financial burden because they've got their heads too far lodged up their asses. We've got to do something. We've got to take this, this draconian control away from these people in government because had we not been in a position to hold the Senate, this country would have come to a screaming halt and would have ceased to exist. The Republic would have been gone because they would have packed the courts, removed the filibusters, added two states, and it would be a one-party rule in the White House from now to the rest of time. That's how close we came to losing the country because morons didn't do their homework and only listened to MSNBC and CNN for their information. Half the country. So we've got to get our shit together. And we've got to set the country up for success the way we received it. Because right now, depending on how the vote goes... We're in trouble. I'll be right back at the corner of the bar. After this, you're listening to Underground USA, undergroundusa.com. I'm Frank Salvato. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. And welcome back to the corner of the bar. I'm sitting here with our good friend and 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 return seat person, uh, uh, Andy Limbaugh. And uh, Andy, welcome back to the corner of the bar. Where Bob, our friend Bob Shoemaker may pop in. Uh, he's running late. He may have had a call, so he's a he's a fireman. So I give him that. Uh, I give him that stuff. Yeah, absolutely, Frank. And, and I hope he can make it too. But uh, yeah, if he gets a call, I, I totally understood. And, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to have to go into detox probably uh, in the next week or two. But until then, uh, you know, i got to keep it, keep it going here, brother. The election. Let's, uh, let's just get the obvious out of the, out of the room. Um, it, it seems to be something that uh, kind of snuck up on us. A lot of people were looking for a, for a big voter turnout that... Uh, that would see a sweep with Trump. We were, we were looking for that landslide, and it, it got to be really, really, really close. What do you make of it before we get into the obvious elephant in the room, which is a donkey? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no kidding. Ah, honestly, my, my glass half full was that Trump would win the Electoral College in a landslide. Obviously, that didn't happen. The popular vote, and, and the reason I was hoping that was to overcome any of the absolute nonsense 
fraud, corruption, whatever you just add an adjective to it, is going on in Philly in, in all these states. And my, my whole point was the Electoral College would, landslide would overcome a popular vote and all the nonsense going on in these states. Well, the Electoral College landslide certainly didn't happen. The popular vote, I think it's maybe up about three million, something like that. Um, but the electrical, elector, electoral, thank you, college, <laughs> golly, I'm stressed out. Um, it's by design, obviously, by the founding fathers, and thank God. You look at the, at the states right now that are still out there, haven't called anything, there's fraud going on. There is legitimate fraud on videotape that's, that's been provided. And where is the Department of Justice coming in and calling a foul with this stuff? The states certainly aren't going to... They're just going to keep it going until they find enough votes. Outside. The Al Franken, the Al Franken thing. You're you're from outside of St. Louis. I'm from outside of Chicago. And growing up, I grew up in the '60s. Um, you, you know, it, it was a joke, but it was a joke because it was the obvious elephant in the room: vote early, vote often, and dead people vote. Because they they knew how to pad things in order to make sure certain precincts got as many votes as it needed. So the alderman, who was the anointed one, got got into office. In 2008, I was talking to Matt Bruce on his show on Salem, and I said, we better not let the genie out of the bottle, because if you let Chicago politics out of its little cage onto the national stage, you're never going to be able to put it back back in the bottle. It's it's here forever. Now, I'm not saying that, that voter fraud is, is indigenous only to Chicago, but the arrogance of the voter fraud that is indigenous to Chicago has now made the main stage. I'm looking at these vertical dumps that happened in Michigan and Wisconsin at, at, in the middle of the night. <laughs> Unbelievable. 200,000 votes just show up all at once and all for Biden in both states. That's, and. Th- th- that's not just voter fraud. That's voter fraud with a middle finger attached to it. That's with two middle fingers attached to it. It is unconscionable to believe that if they if they really wanted people to have to question it and and have and have some kind of doubt, there would have been at least one vote for Trump among them. Totally, and the I, I think Chicago has passed the torch on to Phil or to uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because or to Philadelphia, Philadelphia specifically, specifically, right? Because they they are flagrant about what they're doing. They don't care because there's never been any repercussion. There's never been any accountability to be held for voter fraud. And these pe- and I have a question to you, and I, and I don't know if you're able to answer this, if, if you know or not, but I keep hearing all of the, uh, these, these states that all this keeps happening in, year in and year out, okay, there's consistency there. So who calls the shots as to the vote counters in all of these areas as to who can be the witness to the counting? You know, that's got to be, because every state makes up their own rules, it's got to be from the election authority in that state or written into election law in, in that state. But the state, the state's the one that actually makes the rules on these things, which is another problem that that I believe. I believe in the sanctity of the states, you know, the sovereignty of the states. Yeah, we need to let them have these elections because they award the electoral college voters. You bet. But Absolutely. in a federal election, we need to have at least the game. You know, what game are we playing? Is it football or is it hockey? Are you bringing a hockey stick or are you bringing, bringing a, a baseball glove? We need to have a common set of parameters for federal elections that each of the states gets to implement. Because right now, you know, and I, and I said this in the, in the monologue, we, with 
okay, well, we know the COVID, and we've got to have 60 days to get votes in, and then we need 10 more yeah. days at the end. This was a this was an invitation for oh, voter fraud. Total excuse. You know, total, total opportunist. And that it, was an opportunity. Yeah, it was. It was any, anybody who who would find it morally okay to commit voter fraud looked at this and said, "This is like Christmas." That's the problem. We, we've set this up. That now they now we've had election day where where everything should have stopped, and we've got. Places counting for three more days. Places counting for seven more days. They know the number they have to hit now. Well, of course. Well, right. Well, hello. It was the Al Franken rule. You know, we'll just keep it going until we get enough votes to win. Well, look what happened in Atlanta. They had a pipe burst in a room where they were housing ballots. I, I, I know. And they I came out. And they came out and said the ballots aren't damaged. Right. None of the none of the ballots were damaged, but we can't really count them till Friday now. So so look at this. What why? What are they all hiding? They they keep coming up with these excuses, keep moving the ball down the you know, or kicking the can down the road. What are they hiding? You know, this is something that uh, and President Trump spoke just before we went on air, and I don't want to get too far into it because you're still catching up on that, but. Um, he he made a, a point that echoed, and it was they filed a lawsuit to make sure that poll watchers in Philadelphia and poll watchers in Detroit were allowed yeah. access to be able to watch the counties because in both of those locations, the authorities wouldn't let Republicans in to look at the vote count. And, and in Pennsylvania... They, they said yes. Yeah, a judge came down and said, you have to give them access. Right. They're appealing it. Well, they already appealed it to the state Supreme Court, who denied the, the lower court's uh, acknowledgement that the Republicans had a right to be six feet. What, what? And so now the Trump campaign has come back and filed in federal court now. I, I want to know why anybody would appeal that. First of all, why should, it t- why should it take a lawsuit to get an observer to go in? Not somebody just say, we're only letting Republicans in, but if you're letting Democrats in, you've got to let us in. Well, that was my, my point to my question a little bit earlier as to who, who, makes, that, who makes that rule as to who can be there, who, who does the counting. I'm sure it's, it's the state legislature and who's in power and secretary of state and all that. But still, there's got to be some sort of equality as to who can be in the room to monitor all this I'm, I'm absolutely sure if we dug deep in, deep enough into the election law of both of these states, it's, it mandates who what you have to do to get credentials to be in the room. The fact that they were looking at the political party saying one can come in and one can't, and now they have the audacity to appeal a ruling that says you have to let the opposition party see what you're doing, that, that in and of itself is, a, is, a, is not even tacit. It's, it's well, right. screaming, I'm guilty. Well, right. Well, okay. So, so then, advance the ball a little bit more forward on on our side. Okay, where's the DOJ? Where's the RNC? Well, okay, fair enough. But you know, where's the, where's the RNC? Have you heard? Have you seen? Uh, actually, McDaniel's out there screaming on her. She should be in front of every camera every day. Well, I, I have heard some today, but it took two days. That's uh, that bothers I me. I, well, it bothers me like crazy. You know, well, and, again, it's back to the Republican. There's no backbone. There's no spine. There's no fight. You know, words are words, but you know, we we need execution. We need action, and that's why Trump was hired four years ago. You know, to 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 stop all this BS going on, and now we have it again. And where are the Republicans? To your point, where are the Republicans coming out right now? They ought to be freaking living. Yeah. And they ought to be—they ought to be banging the doors down to CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, and say, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And and you know what? There's no reason for them not to be able. They they don't need political cover for an election. It just happened. No kidding. You're not talking to voters anymore. You're talking to the process. You know, we we have now come to a point in time where nobody, whether you're on the left side of the aisle or the right side of the aisle, trusts this process anymore, and that is a constitutional crisis. Uh, well, no doubt. Okay, so my point to where's the DOJ on this? Well, where's been, where's the DOJ been on just about everything? Agreed. But 
for for this? I mean, the, the, you know, I, the, the, this. So this, the leadership of the DOJ. So Barr, Barr, and the, Barr, who I really, really like, he's not going to have a job if this stuff doesn't stop. I've been trying to explain to people, and and even big money people on the right, who've always been a little bit tight, they want to do it their way, and, and they, it's you know an individuality type of thing. This election was a different animal, and you better get your shit together. Because if we lose this one outright all the way around, you're not going to have a business. Because socialists like to control the means of production. Yeah. You know, so stop with the, I, we, I'm just going to do it my way and not band together with people who are of like mind and join in this fight. If we would have had this kind of incohesiveness... That, that we have in some major circles in the Republican Party and the and the inability to execute in a more expedited manner during uh, going into the Second World War, we'd be speaking German in New York and Japanese in Los Angeles. No doubt. But, but the times are different then because you had a different thought process in just living, for crying out loud. Right? My grandfather who was born in 1892, came to St. Louis in 2000, oh, I'm sorry, in um, 1904, at the age of 12, saw his first and ate his first ice cream cone. Saw the first light bulb, electricity he'd ever seen in his life. And he died in 1996. So you had that time period of all of this amazing stuff happen. I mean, air conditioning, number one. Yeah. Okay. Ice cream cones, light bulbs, um, man on the moon, this, that, and the other. All of a sudden now, everything has just exponentially advanced. Where I'm going with this is communication and how to communicate and the ways to communicate and how to infiltrate because of advancements in communications and things like that um, it doesn't allow for people to really really stay up and and on top of sorry I kind of sidetracked here a little bit but it's, it's not allowing people to be able to access the information that they would like to access and be able to trust it no, in the information era, there's more of a question as to what the information is. Yeah, you could trust you know, everything up until 10 years ago as to where you get your information. You know, I can't tell you how many people, especially this election, it's like, oh, but it's been growing over the years, have said, boy, who do you, where, where do you get your, your, your information and who can you trust? Yeah, right. And, you know, again, my apologies for, for kind of going all over the court here. We're at a bar, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you yeah. know, I'm stressed. <laughs> But <laughs> have a shot. Have a, have a Pearl Harbor. Well, I've, I've already had a couple. That's probably why I'm going all over the place. <laughs> Just to get this, there's two things that I definitely want to get on the record here. One is that there's still a path for Trump to win. Yeah, for sure. It, it's got to go his way. And, and quite honestly, the guy has done more incredible <laughs> things than this. So I'm, I'm not counting them out. I'm just not. I'm just not putting any money down on the roulette table of politics right now. But when people look at these these calls at Fox or CNN or MSNBC, AP, any of them, they're projections. If you want to know what the real vote total is, you need to go to that state's election authority, which is usually the Secretary of State. That's correct. That's where the real totals are. Because right. when you when you compare Epoch Times to Fox to Newsmax to CNN, you see different states called, different states still in flux, different vote totals, different awards of electoral college votes. Yeah. This is These are all pundits who are sitting around a table saying, well, this is what I think. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Okay, let's give Arizona to Biden. Well, but there's no votes counted yet. Well, let's give it to Biden anyway because it looks like it's going to go that way. Right. If you're looking at or let's one, give it to Trump, or let's give it to Trump. You know, uh, I know there was a lot of criticism of Fox, and I believe rightly so. And I believe I, I, I blame Anna Michigan. I think this guy is an operative, and I think he skewed it in order to create influence going west over the course of the evening. But when you when you could give Arizona 
to to Joe Biden with less than one percent of the precincts counted, and sit on South Carolina, Florida, and Texas for as long as they did without giving them the Trump, you are interfering with an election. Yeah, totally. That, that's manipulation for sure. You know, and you they need you. and they need to be held accountable for it. And, you know, I, how do you hold the, the the media accountable for it? Well, traditionally, people have said, you know, you just don't watch them. Or you don't advertise on them. You know, you don't advertise on well, them. Well, you're advertising on them. That's how they make their money. You know, um, th- there's got a going forward, and uh, I believe me, I believe in the First Amendment and a free press and everything else. But when you have a media that is sensationalist just for ratings so they can make money, when they bend the truth just to make money, when they when they start interfering in elections because of maybe money deals that they got going in the background with larger corporations, they cease being a a public outlet for good that redresses government, and they start becoming a Goebbels-type propaganda machine that we cannot have in this country. I think Mike Lindell ought to start advertising on your show. Oh, I'd love and, that. And pull it, from, pull it from Fox. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have a over that'd be a good. That'd be a good start. Hey, I'd sleep better. <laughs> you know. And I hear their towels are awesome. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's, we, we're going to have to address that sooner or later. Yeah, I and I think it's a beautiful way, that it's a beautiful way to, to get into that is to not stop at Section 230 when it comes to social media and to take a look at all of the media. You know, there's got to be... There's got to be a recourse for when they sell you a tainted set of goods. A friend of mine, um, back when I had the New Media Journal, came up to me with a book idea. He wanted to name it The Fish Wrap. And I said, well, what's it about? He said, "Um, creating a lemon law for the media. And I went, explain that to me. And he said, it's very simple. We buy the newspaper. If they knowingly sell you a product that's defective, they should be liable for it. Sure. Well, what's uh, what's the um, uh, what's the Latin term for buyer beware? Um, uh, Beweris trumpus. <laughs> no, it's uh, anyway. Yes, correct. But but buyer beware. You know, I mean, there's when when you find that that people have knowingly published false things and false accusations and false numbers and and pushed narratives that are blatantly and provably false or in the in the case of of every other media outlet and hunter biden with, with nbc coming out saying there's there's no proof that this actually exists when we damn well know there's proof it's sitting right there well and to your point a little while ago is that the the flagrant i mean in our faces double barreled middle finger we're going to cheat and we're going to cheat overtly you know, so that we can win and and that's 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 our goal and we're not going to stop until we get there and that's what's going on right now this is the win at all cost politics that the progressives brought to the stage when well, you when you inject moral relativism into into politics and say i don't care what i have to do to win because i'm right and you're wrong that's not the politics that our framers set up for us even when they were debating the Declaration of Independence, they had vehement disagreements, and some people even hated each other. But they did not try to subvert one another on the congressional floor by lying about it. They had balls enough to tell the truth and stand by their convictions. Yeah, yeah. And, and your term moral or relevant whatever, I can't, I can't uh, say anything that I can't spell. These some bitches are frickin', frickin' cheating. Yeah. Bottom line, they're frickin' cheating. And, and they're giggling right about in our it. face. They're giggling, and we're all watching it happen in in, in real, real time, time. We are watching it happen. People sit here slack jawed, and to your point, and uh, we're we're starting to come around full circle here. Right now, the DOJ should be the ones bringing the charges up to the courts. The Department of Justice should be should be the one taking the lead on this. Not the president. Not the campaign. The department, the U.S. Department of Justice, should be looking at these states, saying you're violating, you're violating election law. 
the federal election law, not state, but federal, when it comes to president and, and U.S. House and Senate races, damn right they are. Before my, my top of my skull blows off like that emoji. Um, I'll just get the bartender to like set a big old tray on top of your head and that'll keep it on. Get a staple gun. Um, <laughs> where, do you, where do you see this going in the next four days? Look, I'm, I am the ever glass half full person, I mean, and, and you've known me for a long time. And, and I just, I refuse to quit. I, look, Trump's come this far. He ain't about to concede squat unless he throws and, and all of the, the tools in his tool belt at this fraud. And I don't see this happen. I, I don't see any resolution to this probably for another at least week. Because if that these these states these states um, secretaries of state they can't certify these elections when there's lawsuits going on the the lawsuits are designed as they should be in the, especially in this case look we're all watching the fraud here we're, we're watching the cheating right in your face so the the, the lawsuits cock block all the sorry this is family friendly it's bad. rated R jeez ah, sorry. But, for, but, sm- for smoking and language. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But so the, the, the lawsuits, though, prohibit the secretaries of state, as I understand it, from being able to certify a winner. Now, here's a, here's a question that you may know the answer to because I do not. With these lawsuits, when, they, when the lawsuit is, is accepted for litigation... While these secretaries of states are engaged in this, can they still accept ballots? Uh, I, that's probably part of the lawsuit that stops the ballot counting. Boy, I'll, I'll tell you, if it's not, all these lawsuits are doing is giving these assholes more time. But then you've got then ammo to... You, you've got the, I think the lawsuits are designed to stop the counting. Because you, you, can't, you can't keep... All these countings coming in because, like you said, you know, like we knew, you know, 112,000 votes just showed up overnight. Every one of them in Wisconsin, every one of them for Biden. Yeah. How does the hell does that happen? It it doesn't. 115,000 or whatever that number was in in Philadelphia, they just showed up, and not one of them for Trump. All for Biden. How does? uh, Come on. Come on, people! Oh my God! I, I would, I, I would like to see <laughs> if they're if they're going to audit those ballots. I'd like to see if all of them were actually stroked for Biden, or whether there was even okay. one ballot in there that didn't have okay. a vote for president on it. Okay, so the lawsuit, the original lawsuit in Philadelphia, was by by the the uh, administration or by the Trump campaign. Our guys were allowed in the room twenty five feet or further back. And give him binoculars. That's ridiculous. Ser- seriously. That's so ridiculous. The, law- the lawsuit was, and, and, and uh, upheld by a lower court judge, state judge, said, yeah, okay, they get six feet. Then the state Supreme Court elected officials said, nope, sorry, we're overturning the lower state court's approval of being within six feet. You can't do that now. Are you freaking kidding me? That's why I asked earlier, who sets the rules on these things? Yeah, it's it's and it's every freaking year. Well, every that, time and in every one of these same locations. And and this is and this is something else that I brought up in the monologue. You know, I I, I hope Trump wins. You know, I really sincerely do. I think I think the well-being of the republic hangs oh. in the balance on this one. But no matter who wins, for gazillion reasons. You know, no matter who wins. This the right can't do what it usually does and go. Well, the election's over. I guess we'll start gearing up in a couple of years, because those days are over. Those days are over. Damn right. This is a this is a twenty four seven three sixty five type of thing. You better get term limits passed. You better get election reform passed so that you have a, a, a cohesive set of rules for federal elections. And you better start going after these state officials. Remember the names of these people who are doing this right now and make them pay for it the next time they're up for election. Don't let them, yeah. don't let them explain it away. 
Don't let well, him say, but there were there were circumstances. No. Fuck you. You stole an election. Go away. Well, look at this conversation. Look at what you just said. If you were having this show four years ago, we would be saying the exact same thing. Yep. That's where the Republicans have no spine. Yep. Yep. None. There's a there's zero a, nada. There's a young kid who who just got elected. I believe it was to the House, and I mean North he's the, Carolina. Yeah, he's the youngest the youngest kid ever to be elected. Yeah. And congratulations to him. Yeah. But yeah. he but he said something that is poignant, and people better listen. He says we need a new Republican Party. Well, and and you know right. it's 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 time to look at this hierarchy of it's just it's your turn. And th- and that's why you're our candidate this time. It's time to get rid of that because when you look at what the progressives have done in just the last forty years to the Democrat Party, if you think that they're going to stop there, you're out of your mind. I got to tell you, Frank. When when I worked as a glorified intern, I, I, I was really a staffer because I got paid. But I, w- I took my year, senior year off from college, worked in a re-election campaign in southeast Missouri for a U.S. congressman. He won re-election. I went out to D.C., and uh, for about eight months I worked for him on, on the Hill. Little-known factoid here, which is really cool. His wife um, was unable to uh, join him, and he gave me his ticket, or her ticket, to sit in the gallery for Reagan's 83 State of the Union address. Yow. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. So, but but where I'm going with that, though, is that, um, okay, that was, what, 83? That was, you know, darn near 40 years ago. It was 47, 37 years ago. The difference, all, all these people in Congress now are, are beginning to be younger than me. And I'm like, I, that's a little <laughs> tough to get my arms around. Now, I, I, believe it or not, I just turned 60, and I'm not saying that just... You know, to be like, oh, look at me! I just, you know, what do you mean but, they don't? What do you mean they don't have disco music here? <laughs> <laughs> Death to disco? Are you kidding me? What? Bring what? it on! What? These, so, these leisure suits aren't in style anymore. Heck no, man! I mean, I pop the collar, dude. <laughs> so I'm an '80s guy. So anyway, the, the, the I'm 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 a lot older now. Not a lot, but I am. A, you know, a lot of these people in Congress now would be my contemporaries age-wise. And so many of them now are, are coming in as a lot younger. They have no concept of what it was like, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, my best friends out there, you know, as, as I said, when we, were, uh, when we were just, you know, getting to the bar and just kind of, you know, getting our first round of drinks, was that... You know, my roommates were all from South Boston, Irish Catholic liberals. Or they weren't liberals then; they were Democrats. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was, you know, this kid from flyover country in Missouri, and I had the best time. They were my closest friends. You can't have that any longer. No, you have to hate your opponent. It is it is so upside down, bass backwards. And these, these younger folks who are running for, for office have no concept of what it used to be like. And it's just amazing to hear them talk to... Yeah, go. I, I, tell, I tell that story about, about how Reagan and Tip O'Neill used to go at each other. And when 5 o'clock came, they could sit down and have dinner. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, that's the way it... It, it was that's the way it was supposed to be by the way but you know, unless you're unless you're Aaron Burr and you're Hamilton then you've got a <laughs> you've got a little bit of a rivalry happening there but that was the that was the anomaly that was not that was not you know you these people are part of an incredibly exclusive club that that should all be humble to be a part of and to just say that the other side you hate them they're hitler they have to die and now you're getting to the point where people say that they should be assassinated they should they don't they don't even have a right to live you know this is this has got to end but if you have one party that is overly aggressive like like the progressives are who've taken over the democrat party you know joe joe manchin stands out there alone well yeah he's the man without a country you know 
and you've got a Republican Party that, that that sits around and doesn't really, yeah, we push back and occasionally we vote on something that actually, you know, it, it pushes them back a little bit, but you're not out there playing that PR game with this, then you're not doing your gig. Frank, I would, I would ask your listeners to go uh, Prime Video. There's a series, and, and it doesn't come to mind right away, but there's a series of episodes talking about Marxism and how Marxism started and socialism started in the USSR, Russia, for all the young listeners. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it is... Absolute, and this started in the late well, Karl Marx was late 1800s, mm-hmm. and who was an who was an unemployed philosopher. Oh, he but but he he was one of these guys. I would equate him to some just whack job higher ed uh, poli sci instructor or a sociology instructor at some university who's just spouting you know Marxism. Who is it? Who is that jackass out in Colorado? Churchill. Ward Churchill. Oh, 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 Jesus. He, he's totally whack job. Yeah. That's, anyway. That's, that's, if he was sitting around in a cafe with his best friend, Elizabeth Warren, they would have come up with the Communist Manifesto. Oh, they'd have had kids and it would have been awful. So, <sighs> oh, God, and that's true. So, the, the, the series of, of documentaries, it, it takes you through Karl Marx and, and Stalin and how the, the USSR and Russia and, and all of this and the communist bloc came to be and then, you know, Reagan told him to tear down the wall and this, that, and the other. But it is scary, freaky how it is exactly what's going on right now in Portland, in Seattle, in San Francisco, in Minneapolis, in Philadelphia, in St. Louis to some respect. It is totally what happened hundred years ago, and, 90 and years ago. The other parallel here that people aren't talking about, and this because we don't teach history anymore, is what happened under Mao in China. Mm. And, and that was pretty much Antifa when they when they created the chop zones. That's right. Or whatever, exactly. the, the, the no-go zones, when yep. they were walking from door to door saying, give us your stuff, and if you didn't, they set your house on fire. Right. You know. Then it, then it became a go zone for the, for the mob. Yep. This is, we are seeing... This rise of Marxism in the United States, and because we haven't taught, we haven't taught history. People aren't recognizing it. It's happening right here, just like the voter fraud that's happening right now. This is happening in real time. Well, totally. The, so these documentaries they show all of these things that happened back in the early 1900s, and and in the 1910s and the First World War, and up through the. Up through um, uh, through Hitler and, and all those times, that everything that you saw or see in those documentaries that went on then, you just fast forward that to right now. There is little to no difference, and people ought to be flat frickin' batshit scared to hell. Well, look about what, it. Look what come because on. it is literally what's going on right now. Look at that video that Kamala Harris put out the day before the election that, that pretty much removed the words equality and inserted the word equity because everybody also has to end up at the same place. Right. You know, <laughs> you know there's, there's people on the left who go, wasn't that a beautiful message? No, it was not. That's Marxism. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, it, it would just scare the bejesus out of everybody. And to your point, of course, history isn't taught as history was. No. Now, g- give me, we're, we're going to wrap it up, but I do want your thoughts about where you I think. don't want to. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm rocking here. I don't want to. Bartender, not around. Bartender, bartender. That's right. Give me your thoughts about what's going to happen over the next four days. I, I don't think this is going to be called in the next four days. I really don't. I, I truly don't. And, and there's not going to be... There's going to be no resolution on the presidential side, at least. And do you think that the vote, the, the votes, uh, the votes are going to flip on this one? While while they're waiting for something to happen, do you think all the leads that Trump has in the states he's got are going to just deteriorate away? Well, they will, but the lawsuits though will 
go back, and, and I think there's going to be recounts. But I'll tell you, I am I am hoping, and and I'm hoping they they're not listening to this. I'm praying that they're not listening to this. But right now, I'd be taking all those ballots and shuffling them like a deck of cards, so we didn't know which ones came in after election day and which ones did. And and I would be hiring personal attorneys. You know, I mean, it's it is. It is. They are that desperate to win this election that they will do anything, including saying, "Oh, did I mix them all together? I'm so. Well, I wasn't supposed to. Really? Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's that's what we're dealing with. As, as as for me, the next four days, I see a lot of the cities having a lot of problems. I see uh, there are the shutdown DC has said that they are not going to stop taking the streets until the new government is installed. You know what? That's their problem. It's not mine. I don't live there. I almost said the F bomb. Screw them. You know, I it's uh, these local authorities have got to start making it safe for people to live where they live because these people are serious about they've put people in the hospital in the, over the last two days stabbing them there was I got there, a qu- I got a question there, there was what? a there was a kid in in Portland who who was caught with an IED they're supposed to be winning why are they rioting there's a there was a sign today that said we don't want Biden we want revenge uh, well there you go you know <laughs> i mean come on people all right so can I can I before we stop here? I, I just you know, I'm, I'm going to hold the fact that I have to go to the bathroom. But so let me ask you this, and I and I was behind the wheel for about three hours today, just thinking about this. Why isn't there? Why, yeah, why isn't there a separate ballot for federal elections and then state elections? The easy answer is cost. That'll be their excuse. Screw that. But there should be. They find plenty of money for all other kinds of stuff. Yeah, there should be, and it should. Is be that a, is that really the reason? I, I would imagine. Oh, if okay. I, if so I'm look, I, I worked I, I worked for an election commission for a while doing some media stuff, and they were always worried about money. So I'm you know <sighs> if you have to double your ballots, um, they're going to talk about ballot cost and programming of computers and this that and the other. But that shouldn't be an excuse. So if I'm if I'm the this is just me perfect world. If I am the federal government if I am the US House of Representatives and I am the US Senate and put into I, I don't know if it's a law, probably a law, not an amendment, a law, that there is a separate ballot every two and four years for federal elections. And the states have to you know, they've, they've got to say, okay, got it. You know, we, we will do that. And then the states have their own elections as they have their own elections by their own constitutions. I don't see a real big issue with that. It would be, it would be an, an, an interesting way to go about it. You know, you would at least have a, have a more compartmentalized... In addition to federal ballot. term limits. Yeah, federal, <laughs> federal term limits is the big one. I, I, I really believe there. Let's has just to do be it all at once. Yeah. Well, put it on that first ballot. <laughs> put it on that first federal ballot. Let's see if we can't get it passed right off the bat. I know. You know. Hey, Andy, I gotta pee. I gotta Andy, pee, Frank. Andy, Gosh, dang it. Thanks for coming back on uh, <laughs> at the corner of the bar, uh, everybody. Remember, you can hear all of our stuff and read the daily things over at undergroundusa.com. Uh, my name is Frank Salvato, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Andy. As always, Frank. Thanks, pal. Thank you for listening to Underground USA. Be sure to check us out online at www.undergroundusa.com and on social media. Please subscribe to our podcast at iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Underground USA is produced and syndicated by Compass Point Productions. All content is used with permission and pursuant to the dictates of the fair use copyright law. Any and all guests have appeared at their own risk. Rendezvous with destiny.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.